You guys having fun? You guys having a good time? Is it good? So, who you guys most excited for today? Let's have a, let's have a contest. I'm most excited for Jessica Lamison. Yeah. For real. We're going we're gonna to scale her awesome message of being a badass to the whole world. Oh, my God. Are we good? I love this. <laughs> I get used to this, I'm telling you. All right, uh, so I just want to give you guys, you know, you guys all know me, and we've all been talking, so it's really cool. I feel really super, super comfortable talking with you guys in this setting. We have a couple more people that are coming in. I'm definitely going to wait for them. But uh, a little background on this podcast. You know, we talked, a lot of us, we talked at dinner last night, but some of you, you guys kind of know the spiel. Entry-level creatives in the industry's best. Um, and then last night, we kind of lo- went, like, super into, like, why I wanted to do that and why I thought it was kind of important. Um, my nose is really itchy. This is going to be an issue all day, I can tell. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so I just, I really wanted to m- make something like this that there's, you know, there's no pass. There's no, like, $900. There's no, like, you have to pay a fee. I just wanted people to come and chill and, like, that's possible. And in the same way, it's possible to scale, you know, your podcast from just your iPhone I think at the same time, you can also kind of have these intimate get-togethers where people can really talk and have nuanced conversations and, you know, actually get to talk rather than like, you know, we're going to parade around so-and-so because they're like the it person. I have no interest in that really. So this is amazing and I'm so grateful and happy to be doing this. So uh, thank you guys. It really means the world. So uh, I don't want to talk for too long, but very thankful, very happy and excited to be here. So without further ado, I don't want to yammer too long. I'm going to invite my guest, Jessica Lamison. As soon as you uh, getting her a drink. Okay, no problem. <laughs> don't worry. I can hold it down. Uh, yes, technical delay. Sammy, if you want to hit re- restart on the uh, Instagram live feed. All right, we'll leave them. Leave them. Hello, five people. That's word stay there stay there so uh so we have jess coming up we have ahmed clink uh later on in the afternoon at four o'clock and then john contino tonight john's gonna be uh coming in john's been working like a madman as has ahmed ahmed just flew back hello hello, hello. cheers Woo woo. everybody else have a, everybody else have a drink is it just us yeah i'm gonna dj on that piano later on it's gonna be nice. legit so to my right is Jessica Lamison. Don't be nervous at all. There's no reason to be nervous. Senior copywriter at VaynerMedia. Very awesome, inspirational human. I'm so happy to have you, have you here and welcome. I think your mic's working. Let's try. Super happy to be here. Yeah. That sounded good. Yeah, I know, I know. I've been Give it up for Jess, guys. Come on, come on. Loosen up, loosen up, loosen up. Bam. Teaches the IT technician. He's going to make <laughs> you sound great. So, uh, So let's get right into it. Right. My plan for today is to do less talking and have my guests do all the talking and have fun. Uh, so your, your background, the, p- the parts that you find most interesting that stand out to you and your journey to how you got to where you are today. So Yeah, I mean, um, kind of what I said I was going to talk about today is this whole um, concept around what I call the offline application. And this is something I discovered really, really young in my career, um, actually when I was 18 in, in college and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, advertising was something that was interesting to me, journalism, reporting, like I had no idea. Um, so I went to every type of meeting, networking event, et cetera, 
And I actually went to one that was for professionals in Orlando. Mm -hmm. I was a student and under 21, it was at a bar. I still, I like, well, actually in Orlando, it's 18 to get into bars, 21 to drink. So right. that, I didn't really have to sneak in. I was, was Joey gonna, bartending? Yeah, I Shirtless wish. behind the bar. <laughs> right? <laughs> I could have gotten a drink then. Yeah. Um, but what was interesting, it was like a speed dating for people that worked at agencies in Orlando. Um, and I just kind of snuck my way in there. And every person I talked to, they're like, where do you work? And I'm like, oh, I'm 18. Like, what's your job? Do you like it? And I just literally, and I took notes from every single person I talked to, and then I followed up with them after. And that's actually how I learned what copywriting was. Right. And I was like, that sounds cool. And I followed up with every single person after, like with an anecdote about something we talked about. And that's how I got pretty much every internship. From that initial meeting, I had an internship like lined up every semester of college. Wow. Um, and, but if I, anytime I submitted something online, like, I didn't look good on paper. I don't right. think I've actually ever gotten a job I've applied to online, right. which I think is really important to note because it can be really discouraging. And I think it feels like it's this black hole. And totally. that's, that's not to say, I mean, recruiters are amazing. They work really hard. They have a ton of stuff to um, look through, but it does, it does feel like a black hole. Yeah. So that's something like I think people need to remember. And they also need to remember that even though you might apply to 100 jobs, all you need is one. So even though it sometimes feels like right. I get, you it's know, one shot rejection after rejection yeah, yeah. after rejection, like, wouldn't it be crazy if you got 100? You can't do 100 jobs at once. Right. So just be happy about that. It's almost a break. We're like, oh, cool. I don't have to do that. Yeah. I think <laughs> Sammy applied to like two. My wife, Sammy, applied yeah, yeah. to, I think, two, how many schools was it you applied to? Every single major job open to. So that was how many applications? At least 100. Yeah. So, yeah. So from there, I kind well, of... You just got to get that one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I, I realized the value of, um, you know, making those connections, which you obviously know the value. I mean, you're like the, the absolute expert in it <laughs> now. Um, but from there, I, I actually had a teacher tell me once that she sent a Christmas card to every person she ever worked for. Um, yeah. And I was really inspired by that. And that's actually how I got my first job out of college. So again, you know, my portfolio was terrible. Um, yeah. You know, I didn't. I didn't go to a portfolio school. I went to a Florida State school. There was nothing to brag about on paper about right. me. Um, but I was really inspired by this teacher, Lindsay Hudak, and not that she's that's she's a, watching. That's a fun name to say. Yeah, I'm glad I pronounced it right. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I actually I wanted to live in Philly, so I found all the agencies I wanted. And I made these really beautiful handmade Christmas cards, and I hate crafts. I'm really good at them, but I hate them. Um, but this time it was worth it, and I and I wrote a message inside that was, this is, com how was it worded? It was a, uh, this is to wish you a happy holiday, not so you remember my name when I asked for an interview, or, or something right. that I thought was really witty at the time. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you can go back, would you say that it was probably like kind of hacky? Oh, it was definitely pretty hacky. <laughs> would you have not said that? Totally I, hope, I hope I would have been able to self-edit a little more. Yeah. Um, I have so many cringeworthy things I've, I've done like that, too. <laughs> um, but, you know, again, I sent maybe 10 Christmas cards out, and I got three calls out of it, mm -hmm. and I set up interviews over my spring break, and then had a job lined up before I graduated. Damn. And again, like my, my portfolio wasn't wasn't pretty. Um, I actually this is another cringeworthy moment. And this is, um, I think what you can take away from what I'm about to tell you is way it's it's important to find a way to make yourself stand out, but don't be weird for the sake of being weird. So I yeah. made this yeah, <laughs> I made yeah, yeah, this yeah. portfolio, and I think it worked out well for me because I'm I think some people found it charming. Um, but I didn't have a website, and I'm not old enough to not 
it was 2008, like I should have had a website. No, it was 2012. I should have had a website. (laughs) Um, But instead I made a portfolio out of uh, wood. I like cut this giant, this is the cringeworthy part, a teacup shaped portfolio that said, am I your cup of tea on it? And I lugged it around Philadelphia. I see what you did there. Oh, God, it's awful. It's awful. And I lugged it around Philadelphia, and I brought it into people's desks. Like, and I didn't sand it well. There was, like, sawdust everywhere. Some people found it interesting. Some people were like, what are you doing? Um, this is which, weird. Yeah, and I think it, it worked out for me. Um, obviously, I think there's, there's you got to be strategic in the ways you make yourself stand out. I, I think that worked for me at the time. Um, I think there's a lot of really awesome um, people that have done stuff to draw inspiration from, like the first guy who ever um, did a sponsored post for himself on Facebook, right? Like now you see that all the time, but the first person to do it, that was really smart. Or um, there was the guy that bought the search terms for all the CEOs um, or or the creative directors. Like treasure treasure chest. I don't know why I couldn't say that. It's very early. It's okay. The coffee and the beer are coming together. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but it kind of just gets played out and like, you know, like, you know, like wanting to work at VaynerMedia, like people like put in the thing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's like, and it's had that. he was like, uh, he originally had it and it was like work for VaynerMedia or whatever and yeah. no one had ever done it and it right. got the attention. Yeah. And like once it passes the saturation standpoint, then like people are like, I'm doing it too. And it's like, yeah, but it's already been done. We've already right. seen the trick. You have to find yeah. like what, you know, not again, it's like, um, and, you know, the speaker last night talked about this, too. It's like you can do stuff like other people, and you, but it's more so it's, it, you should draw inspiration and then figure out how you can do it. So for me, that was a giant wooden teacup. I don't yeah. advise other people <laughs> to do that. Um, but, you know, and, like, it was that, that other guy that, you know, I was saying this before, um, but he knew he took an insight of people in the creative field have egos and Google themselves and then he bought their names and like that's so smart. So really challenging yourself if you don't feel like your, your resume represents who you are and what you can be. Um, it's just, you know, it's almost like dress for the job you want. I think, um, a really good example of this, like my boyfriend Seth, he, you know, a while back wanted to get into social media and super, super talented, great at creating content. Um, but had never done it professionally. So, you know, we looked at this job he had wanted and we said, well, you're not going to get called because you have zero experience. So, you know, he and I, we said, like, let's look at their, you know, social media right now and let's do our own audit and let's write out a plan of, like, what we think they could be doing better, ideas, and we sent it right to, like, the hiring manager. And it was like we, you know, on paper, he wasn't qualified, so he showed them he could do the job. So I think it's just constantly challenging yourself to, to do things like that and, and not get discouraged when, again, like the black hole of applications. Like like I said, if I've never gotten a job on one. If I thought I, you know, if I depended on that, I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm not a good copywriter, mm-hmm. which isn't the case. I'm pretty good. Yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> Kicking ass. Love the Mountain Dew work and everything. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, you mentioned Seth and Seth, uh, not even going to pr- try and pronounce his last name. Fangarish. Uh, Fang- Fangarish. Is that right? Did I nail it? What's, what, how, do, how, how do I say it? Fine Grish, I Fi- think. Oh, Fine Grish, because he's a fine girl. That's kind of, uh, so, you know, we talked last night kind of about how people entering, um, entering the job market who have no experience, it's like they're looking for these kind of like transcendent moments where it's like all of a sudden it's like you meet Timothy Goodman and like you're an illustrator and he's an illustrator and like all of a sudden it's going to go up. You know, or pick a name. I just randomly thought of Timothy Goodman. Sure. But like they think that there's going to be some moment 
where it's going to be like they're going to retweet my thing and then like that will be success or like that mm-hmm. will be how I will get the job. And I found that for me in my journey, because as I'm kind of documenting my journey, you know, right. yeah. yep. insert a cliche uh, <laughs> document, don't create hashtag here. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I'm documenting my journey and I feel like those little moments in between where it's like, be it, you know, coffee with, with Seth at uh, that place down there by the High Line or like, you know, these little moments like where you have these, these shifts in your thinking, you know, our, phone, our first initial phone conversations. We actually had only spoken the phone two or three times before this mm-hmm. uh, in regards to, you know, just talking about design and everything like that, or, you know, advertising and job search, and we kind of had these conversations. But those little moments, like, are huge. And I think seeking out people where you can conversate with them and, like, you know, learn more about their story, and it's coming from, like, an honest place, the next thing you know, you kind of stumble into the job. But there, I've never once, like, submitted into the black hole and like how to go but i have had like these converse, like conversations with people about my passion for what they were doing and then was given an opportunity to yeah. do that you know what i mean you can't just like send it like set it and forget it not a good strategy yeah no and i i think there's something really important to know and it it seems like something you've obviously mastered with creating these genuine connections i think a lot of people have you know started to realize that's the way to do it but it's, you know, going about it the right way. And I, I think there's, there's I, you know, I get a lot of messages on LinkedIn that just are people, you know, trying to make that connection and, like, right away saying, like, oh, like, can you send my resume? Yeah. And, you know, I, I write them back and I say, hey, like, you know, more, works. more, if, if we had a good connection, I probably would, like, if someone wants to send your resume, they'll offer. Especially because there's usually a referral bonus. Like, right, right, as right. long as they don't think you're crazy, they're probably going to send your resume. Right. But don't ask. Um, and there's also that like showing you, you know, you have to provide value. So it's like the minute you message someone and ask for a favor, like it's just not the way it's going to work. Like probably the best strategy I've had is like, it's almost like a little sucking up, but finding people whose career, it's like less about like, yes, you can message recruiters, creative vectors, yada, yada, like. Which a lot of people do. Yes, yeah, but so it, it's, it's less about messaging like you as if you want a job and more, you know, finding someone whose career trajectory matches something you're hoping for. And I've always sent them the message. I've worded it a little differently, but it's basically like, hey, really, really admire you. Like your career path mirrors something I'd hope for. I know you're busy, but even if you have one tip, big or small, what would right. it be? Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I don't ask them for anything big. I don't ask them to look over my portfolio. I don't ask them to send my resume. And I've gotten so many incredible reactions. Sometimes you get that vague shit like follow your heart and whatever. Like I had one guy that was like, oh, you know what? Send me your book, send me your cover letter. And he gave, he like ripped it apart in a nice way. I changed it, literally every single thing he did. And like by the next week I had like three interviews. Like right. people, people want to help in this industry. That's the thing. It's like we all know how hard it is to get into and we all know how emotional it is even once you're inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all just like very emotional people. Right. <laughs> you kind of have yeah. to be. So we we want to help. Um, so just knowing that and knowing that people want to help is like, just like it can be refreshing. It's just yeah. all about the way you ask for it and all about right. like you know even the way you approach thing, a job. Yeah. I think a lot of people are like, I'll do anything, and it's like, well, but what are you doing for us? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can tell me you would you would do anything, but that's showing me that you think our company is, is what is going to help you, but what can you give us? Right. And I think that's another really important way to approach. For sure. I'm of the mindset kind of w- with this podcast, obviously. Um, 
and I use the term Trojan horse to describe kind of, you know, the, the Trojan horse was like they, yep. like, you know, came in, they had like this big gift, and then like they, they all came out of like the big giant horse. Really, it was like soldiers were like in the horse, but they were like, this is this gift, and you take it out, and like that's what it really is, right? That's what a Trojan horse is. And like I am of the mindset of like just build your Trojan horse because it's like, but make, sh but at the same time though it has to be authentic. So like for me, like Meet the Creatives has acted as like a platform where I can kind of have these insane meetings with like James Orsini and Claude and people yep. like you know people who work there are like how are you doing this like what is happening? But I have like my platform to share it. Yep. But it actually it's fair and it's ethical because it's an e even exchange. Yep. So they're getting exposure. I'm getting to talk to them. Like they're getting to feel good and find fulfillment in their own workplace. And I am able to kind of make those connections. But s sometimes if you don't have something, whether it be like the coffee mug or you don't have like you know a podcast, just have something to start a conversation and then take the momentum from that conversation and and move forward. And sometimes you know, like this is crazy. Like, do you remember? I, I don't. I've been I've been holding on to this and trying hard not to bring it up again, so I can bring this up today. <laughs> um, do you remember how we met? Because I hope you don't. I really don't. Just play dumb. Be like, I don't remember. Wait, do you though, for real? You, you you sent me a LinkedIn message about that portfolio review. That, but before that, how I know of you is because, and this is what I'm talking about, like oh. in terms of like intent. Oh, okay. Was you messaged me after the Steve. Oh. After yes, the Steve yes. Babcock pa podcast, mm -hmm. and she didn't say, "Hey, I want to come and speak at your event," and like you know, I'm trying to get my message out there. So like, let me know, hit me up. Like, here's my length, my bio, and a paragraph about my story. You were like, "Hey, I listened to that podcast with Steve Babcock. It really made me feel like great about like my workplace." Yeah, that was you, right? Just yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. yeah. No, that was actually, <laughs> and sure. that was that was uh, really genuine too. Like, I actually, yeah. I don't know. You know, you go through those those. And look at her now. She's here on Meet the Creators. <laughs> yeah, I just like, um, you know, I, I mean, I love just where kidding, I work, way, but sometimes so you forget, like, why you love where you work or you, you, you know, you, you get used to something good, right? You don't mm -hmm. appreciate it as much. And then, you know, I've been trying to listen to more podcasts and yours sounded interesting to me. And I listened to the one with Steve Babcock and then I was like, I walked into work way more motivated. And I was right. like, whoa, I should, yeah. I should tell this guy that because I'm right. assuming he works pretty hard on this. Yeah, thank you. Well, you, you can just like let the natural progression kind of kind of go. And there's this weird kind of moment. I think I'm getting to it now. I'm sure you kind of have it where it's like. You work sometimes like you work so hard towards something where like you or, or like you think about something so much and it's so like prevalent to you and um, I completely lost my train of thought. What I was gonna talk about um, I don't know. You think about something. You think about it a lot. I was just talking about. I messaged you, Steve Babcock. Oh right, right, right. Good, perfect. We're yeah. gonna get through this <laughs> together. We're gonna do this. I'm just kidding. Uh, so yeah, so you know, I got that message, and it's funny, like how how this stuff works out, because I was very. I think if you ask Steve Babcock, the guy who I had in the podcast that we talked about, uh, I think if you asked him, I was very like, you know, to use a Garyism, very like right hook. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I was like, I love you, and I want to work here, and like, you know, like we did the podcast, and immediately, right, like right. nothing really happened. Because of that, the moment that I that I switched it around and was like, you know what? Let's just make this pursuit about people and see yep. what becomes of it. I now have great friends in you and Seth and James and Claude and all these people, but it, and it's like naturally now things are coming to fruition because it's like you do the right thing. You can't just go for like the immediate kill. So, but for people that are like you know they have rent coming up, they have things that they have to do, they have to like sustain themselves. What would your advice be in terms of like you know? Like, you don't have that experience. That's the number one question I get asked. How do you get experience without having experience? So, like, yes, the print collateral for when you apply for things or, like, the thing to get in the door. Once you're there, okay. how do you convey 
like that you have the you can do it without having anything to show for it. Tough question. Um, so I just want to make sure I understand. Yeah. So you're saying like I mean you're you're talking about like you're already in the door. Right. Yeah. Like you you give them the coffee mug thing and they're like oh that's cute all right let's schedule a meeting and then you have no experience and you're in that room and you're like okay well I'm about to be a copywriter well, like, I found out about I it. I mean yeah. I, I mean I feel like. They're not going to let you in the door unless they already know your story. So right. you don't have to ever. I mean, if if you're already in the door, then like you you have to know you're you're good enough. Right. You know, I think there's a there's a self worth thing there too. And I, one thing I like to do when I walk into interviews is realize like, I'm interviewing them too. Like you're For signing sure. up to like spend most of your life somewhere. Um. Even though like you walk in, you're like, oh, I want it, I want it, I want it so bad, I right. want to impress them. Like. But it will be messy if you leave, because because if because if you're like yes yes anything and you just take it and then like you realize like you hate it like that's not that's not easy to get out of. Yeah. So you need to go into the meeting like you know. Yeah, again, and it's, it's equal. Yeah, and you just want to feel like it just, even if it's just like a mind game you play with yourself. I walk in and I say this is my interview and like I know exactly what aspects of myself I want to brag about. So. I'm going to make sure I, without being obnoxious and like interrupting and be like, wait, I did this thing once and like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, but it's your interview and you are, you know, you, sh you need to have questions for them. Like you got to make sure that this is somewhere you want to work. And like, I think it would really hit home. Like the first time I ever had to interview someone, I was nervous and I was like, whoa, I'm yeah. nervous right now. I'm representing my company and I want to do a good job. And so now most people probably aren't nervous, but I imagine they are. Like I walk in there like this person's probably nervous too. Right. And it automatically. Yeah, they're kind of giving you the benefit of the doubt too. Like it's usually right. pretty, yeah. And no one wants you to fail. Like no one, when you go in there, when you're in an interview, no one wants you to give a terrible interview. They want right. you to succeed. Yeah. So I think that's also really important to think about when you're when you're in the room. It's like you actually the person interviewing is your cheerleader. You know, right. like. That's and if you don't feel that in that meeting, like you know, like first impressions, like I wouldn't base everything off of that. But there are like I've, I've gone as an entry level designer to a lot of meetings where it's kind of just like, hmm, okay, like yeah, yeah, I yeah. don't want to work with that person. Right, like, right. Fuck that person. Real, really, I, I don't. I want to work with somebody who is like listening to me, cares about mm -hmm. my story, and like wants. Cause it's like you have to. It has to be a collaboration. Right. And if on a first impression, they're already putting up some sort of like weird wall of like I'm important, like you know. Yeah. Even if they offer the job, don't take that job. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. I also don't know if I completely answered your question about okay. not having experience. Yeah. Um, I think like the question I get asked the most, and, and I don't know if this is similar, but is when you don't have a portfolio, like how do you even get an interview? Yeah. So I mean, and that's that all comes from creating spec work. And I see a lot of writers just like I think they think it's more important to show things that like they've actually produced or like I see people that you like put their essays in there and like articles and this and that and like no one cares. Like again, it's that dress for the job you want, like yeah. put work that you want to be making. So that requires making fake work. And that's really intimidating to people, especially people that don't have design skills. Or imagination kind of minded. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you don't have imagination minded, then you shouldn't right. be doing this. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's true, that's true. If, that's, if that's the part that intimidates you, then get yeah. a new career. Yeah. Um, but if it's the actual <laughs> making stuff, um, that that was the hard part for me. Again, I didn't go to portfolio school, and like even now, if I open up Photoshop, I want to throw up. Like I anything that has to, I'd like make everything. You can kill it in Microsoft Word, though. Oh my Seth god, has informed I'm so me. good she's at a, Microsoft Word. A clip art that. assassin. Oh, it's it's crazy. Um, even when I like when we like redecorate our rooms, I make like these vision boards on Microsoft Word. They're they're hideous. They would make you cringe. Um, do you do like the secret? Do you like be like 
put it up on your wall and like hope that it will come to like to fruition. I just make it come to fruition. Oh damn! I just buy the stuff. You stuff. can see it. You can believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Yeah, so it's really intimidating when it comes to making a pro- but you you just got to do it and like you just got to get people to help you. I mean, I was like super sketchy about it in college. Like I was an RA and I like stereotyped the kids on my floor and I was like, "Oh, these pot smokers are probably creative and know how yeah. to use computers." And yeah. I just like went to them. I was like, "You can smoke as much weed as you want. Can you make this ad?" Yeah, um, <laughs> that's amazing. So yeah. that's how I made my per- first portfolio. It reminds me of what's his face from Rampo. That's so funny. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, that's also why the portfolio wasn't like aces, but yeah. you know, it got me in the door um, among like the the teacup or For the sure. Christmas cards or yeah. Oh, I sent this hat box once. This was embarrassing. I want to hear the too. most embarrassing stories of your life. Let's just do that. Oh Let's have my a tell gosh, all. Sure. We do have all day. Um, but the, <laughs> Let's hat embarrass box, ourselves. the hat box was embarrassing, but it, it also got me a call. So again, it's like you have to be strategic and understand. So I was applying to this um, place in Philly called Red Tedimer and they call their employees ranch foreman. So it's like this very cowboy esque. So I made, I got this hat box and I like painted it red and put like cow print on it. And then, brace yourselves, I wrote on the top, Jessica wears many hats. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, oh, God. Oh, my God, that's amazing. I, I, like, lo- I love this. I loathe myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> then you opened it up, and I had a uh, construction worker hat, and I said, like, <coughs> a, a hard worker, and I put all my work experience. And you took that, and I had a smaller, um, what is it, uh, graduation cap, and I put all my scholarships. And then you took that off, and I had a tiny top hat, and I put my performance experience. That's adorable. That's good. And I like this. And then you took that off, and I had a little sparkly cowboy hat, and I said the ranch foreman. I put this one fits best. Then you took that off. Oh, my God. I know. Yes. You took that they off. Didn't hire and you? then I actually had my actual finger. I cut. No, I'm just kidding. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I know. Yeah, there's a line, right? That's yeah. what I'm talking about, the line. Um, no, cross that I, line. <laughs> Don't worry. I've crossed that line before. Same. With some of your employees. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, and then I had a flash drive that I put little cow horns on that had my portfolio, which, again, the portfolio was bad. I was hoping they never got to that part. You know, I was hoping they would just... <laughs> yeah. But I got a call from the, from the, the president of the agency. Well, I like, hope so. Jesus. At that point, I had already accepted a job in New York. Okay. But, like, it still it got me a call. Um, cool. Yeah. I th- but there is that line. Like, I, I sent a CEO flowers once. That was weird. Like, don't do that. Like, What did the note say? It was just like... Well, it was for a Thinking date. of you, <laughs> Jessica. No, it was, a, it, was, it was for a dating website. Um, it was howaboutwe.com, and they okay. had a writing open. So I, I think I wrote something like, how about we have an interview or something. I probably put, like... A, you like, like puns. Oh that's a copywriter It's so vibe. bad. It's so bad. Like, I'm going to get fired What's, like, the this? best pun you've ever wrote? What's... Actually, <coughs> I was explaining. I always explain to people like what a copywriter is, and tell me if I'm wrong in saying this. This might be like a generalization. I'm still trying to figure out what a copywriter is. Yeah, I always tell people that being a copywriter, like like one of the best examples of copywriting, is 15 minutes can save you 50 percent of more on car insurance. That's copywriting, kind of, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, thank God that we really embarrassing. I think it's 15 minutes, so not 15. 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh yeah, 50, yeah, 15. Because 15 minutes would be a lot. That'd be a long time. Yeah. That's not that good of a deal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, well, I wrote the 50 minutes, and they, yeah, they yeah, went yeah. through, and someone but what, did it better. What's like the, the best uh, copy that you that you've written over? The, is there one? I know that like, you did like work for Mountain Dew, and mm-hmm. at VaynerMedia, you guys work with like a crazy amount of clients. Yeah, I like yeah. you know like usually like when you prepare for like a job interview. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're like okay they work with like the main things or like they work with Guinness and this company and this one and VaynerMedia is just like I don't I don't know like what clients they work with there's so many of them yeah, but yeah. over your time there what have been or anywhere really 
What's like the favorite line you did where you just wrote it? Like, did you ever have, you know, uh, Peggy from Mad Men? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever have like that moment, like that 3 a.m., like writing it down? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that um, moment? I don't know. It was probably killed by the client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, deaded immediately. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I like a lot of the lines. We recently just did some. Um, just make sure the commercial has come out. It already. has. It has. Okay. This, is, this is a pun. Um, Good. I love <laughs> but it. we recently did, uh, we like went deep into. Um, Kind of the heartland, and so you know, I was doing work on Mountain Dew, and we um, were just documenting some really, really badass people, like tractor pullers and cowboys, and um, we called the documentary like "What Makes You Do," you know, and it's yeah. like that pun of like "What makes you do the things you I do," love that. and what, yeah, and actually, it's simple, but we had to fight for it a lot because it's really hard, like when you work with like um you know, a company's brand, like, they like to use their words, like, a certain way. Right. Um, so we had to fight a lot to be able to use, like, do as, like, a noun versus a... Got it. Um, so that was, that's, like, a recent win for me. I think a more interesting story is probably my, like, worst line of copy. Um, it's probably, like, the most pr press I've ever gotten. Um, so, like, it's actually, on that point, like, take everything I say with a grain of salt, right? Like, I'm not... Like, <laughs> what, I, what I have going for me is I love my job and I love where I work. What, am I the most like awarded copywriter ever? Am I, you know, who knows? In my mind, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but do I love what I do? So. Um, That's awesome. But this, <laughs> my first job, I wrote. Uh, it was in the Long Island Railroad. It was a poster, and I was working for a, a wellness brand, and I wrote the line. Um, oh my God! It was. I'm, it was something about like, I'm doing Kegels right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's and uh, it was for like a health and wellness, like all the little things you do for your health and wellness while people like aren't seeing, like can't right. see or like, yeah. it's like you do like leg lifts under your desk or right. whatever. Um, it was like, it's knowing, it was something like no one can tell if you're doing Kegels right now or something. Yeah. It was like all over the news where like people were like, I don't want to see this on my way to work. Like yeah. my kids are asking me what Kegels are. <laughs> <laughs> I oh still have God. it in my book, though. Here, have, was some, like, have some mimosa. There you go. Bam. <laughs> if I'm more than that, I'm just going to keep yelling Kegels on this podcast. So. Right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to Kegels. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do the spit take, please. Oh, my God. I'm going to do the okay, spit good. take. Okay, good. Cool. Sammy, just make sure that the, uh, my phone's not dying, by the way. It's going to die, but I got it. <coughs> okay. Uh, We're good. Okay, cool. We're, this is gold. You're crushing it. This is really Thanks. good. Seth. <laughs> This podcast might be better than yours, bro. I think she, she might have beat you out. I'm sorry. Yours was a close second. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You got you to gotta talk about Kegels. That's yeah, like for sure. Clutch. So, uh, Seth on the podcast actually did a really nice thing. He kind of talked about how you had, by the way, fucking flawless segue I just did there because I was like, Seth, and then I was like, here we go. We're going to talk about this. Uh, Seth, it was like, had talked about on the podcast. I should have never said that. <laughs> Seth said on the, on the podcast about how you've been a huge inspiration to him. Uh, and, and, you know, in terms of, like, a mentor and who influenced you the most, it was actually you, which was beautiful and really amazing. He uh, just knew I was watching. <laughs> my kind of guy. He's a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, you, you kind of, like, helped him along the way, and I know that you're kind of super involved. We were originally going to try and do this at the park. Uh, they're going to be sorry after they see this footage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, you know, we were originally going to do, like, VaynerMedia, and then like, that was kind of, like, we wanted to go somewhere else, and then we were talking uh, with Seth and you. I can talk to you both all the time. We just have like a group chat where we all talk together, uh, but talking about doing it somewhere else, and then like now we're here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, but you are involved with people. You want to give back. You want to send the elevator back down, which is so cool and admirable of you. Um, what's like one of the biggest things that you can see 
outside of like all this technical stuff of like where to send your resume and do this stuff like from the mindset perspective, like I see people that are constantly in their own way all the time yeah. and they're so talented. And if they oh were gosh. just to do it, they would like fly. You know? I think sometimes all people need is like a cheerleader. Like I connected with this girl, um, the other day so she i'm on this app fishbowl i don't know if you've heard of it but it's like a advertising i learned about it from you actually yeah yeah some girl posted like um i'm working in like a healthcare role right now and i don't know if i'm ever going to be able to transition out um and i've done that before so i just messaged her i was like hey like you can totally do it like if you need advice let me know and um we connected i talked to her on the phone for like an hour and i looked at her book it's she's like just out of portfolio school her book kills mine like she and she's like barely working in healthcare. She's working on something that's like slightly wellness. Right. And she's she's amazing. And I was like, you have literally nothing to worry about. You should not work in healthcare. What? <laughs> Just tell her don't work in healthcare. Yeah. Hey, you know, there's, there's some positive parts about that too. Yeah. Um, some of my my healthcare work is my most. It's some of the work I'm most proud of, actually. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, she. I talked to her for an hour, and she said to me like. I feel so inspired right now. Yeah. And I just like it, you know, it felt really good. But like what I realized, it's like she didn't need me to like critique her portfolio or anything. Like she knew what the heck she was doing. She needed someone to say like, you're doing okay. Like you're on the right track. Right. Like you are fine. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes that's a lot of people just need that. Like this is like, this is a business where you get so in your head. Like you're never going to like, um, and you know, we, this is kind of what you guys were talking about last night too. Like, you're, you're going to hate and love every piece of work you do. Like, there's no way to completely love what you love yourself and love everything you do in this business. So you sometimes need, you just need that positive reinforcement. Like, right. I know me, like, you know, I even screenshot, like, every time I get, like, some, like, like my boss will be, like, great work or, like, you killed it or this or that. I screenshot and I put it in a folder. And then I go on that folder and when I need, like, a pick-me-up or mm -hmm. a motivation of you haven't gotten one of these nice messages in a while, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, like, look through it and be like, yeah. Oh, oh right. you, you are good, yeah. you know? Um, just that kind of, like, hand-and-shoulder moment. I think, actually, like, for just talking about this, like, uh, like what comes to mind for me is I kind of had that moment with, with Claude Silver from VaynerMedia. Like, like I just had this thing of, like, and then and then I could do this, and I could do this, and I was in this, like, this state of, like, just trying to justify myself. And she just, like, did that weird Claude thing where she just, like, looks deep into your soul. Uh -huh. And she just kind of, like, said this thing and was, like, it's all going to work out. Like, it's all going to be all right. You're doing fine. Yeah. Like, keep moving. Yeah. Like you're here, things are going, like you're very, very young, like like you have a like, little bit of imposter syndrome. You should like really work on that and, and cognitively like, think about that. But like it's gonna be alright. And sometimes like that's almost more important than like the somebody who gives you like the you know, the perfect strategy to get a resume. Sometimes you just need people to be like, Hey, like, you're good. You're good, like everything's fine, everything's cool. Yeah. You could do it, you can have your dreams, like it will come to you. Just like be patient. Or like I I I seek that out too. So. Yeah, I mean that's and, that's and it makes helpful. assholes really obvious because when you have like that awesomeness and like you yeah. see somebody who's just like, yeah, I don't know about that podcast thing. You're like, you're dead to me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you find those people who like who are encouraging you and, and are your kind of cheerleaders. And I feel that in Claude yeah. and a lot of people you work with and yourself and everything. Like, that's awesome. So seek that out. That's really important. Yeah, and, and I mean like self awareness too. Like, like some people need that more than others. Like I know me. Like I, like I'm super admirable that you can like you. You're very, you have a very entrepreneurial spirit, and you've you've run this whole thing on your own. I just can't add. <laughs> you can't. I, just, I just can't add. I'm terrible with math. Oh, same. Yeah, I can't like run the books, but I could do the hustle. You know, I'll make yeah. I'll make no money and do all the hustle. But for me, like, I can <laughs> never do something like that because like I need someone to tell me what to do, then I need to do it, and then I need them to tell me I did a good job after. 
And that's something like I've realized about myself. Mm -hmm. So it's also very important to like realize like what makes you tick and, and what makes you, you work well and like, you know, right. that type of thing. So. Exactly, for sure. Yeah. So we're gonna open it up to questions soon. How, how long have you been doing it for us so far? Roughly? Oh, cool, perfect. Do you wanna go to Q&A? Okay, sure. cool. I think you did a fantastic job. Give a huge round of applause for Jessica. We're gonna open it up to Q&A. <laughs> Killing it. Up top. High five. Bam. You, you like hit right up into that very moment. Is your elbow okay? I feel like that hit right, right on your funny bone. I'll complain about it after. Okay, good. Don't sue me. I have no money. All right, here we go. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to open it up to questions. And everyone on Instagram Live, how's that going, by the way? Awesome, awesome. Two is good in, in, in live work. Cool. Send your questions to Jessica. We're going to answer it here live before a studio audience. Oh, yeah, right here, right there on in the feed that you're in right now. Submit your question. Uh, and we'll be happy to answer them. Uh, we're going to give, obviously, priority to the people that are here. So we will open it up to the internet. But for the people that are here and have booked your rooms and are hanging out and we're going to, you know, party later on, you guys have the floor first. So please, any questions about anything? Well, there's hundreds of them. So there's thousands of people here. So let's, let's it's going to take thousands a, a while of to people, yeah. gauge the questions. So uh, very cool. And Sammy, just make sure, too, that they have the, uh, they're plugging. This By the way, give it up for Sammy, who's been holding it down. My beautiful, amazing, my rock, my wife. My, I love her. I love her. I love her. She is going to take care of all the stuff. Okay, Dustin, pan back this way. You're making her nervous. All right, here we go. <laughs> And then you had Dustin with the camera on me. No, just kidding. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch heat for doing that voice. All right, so <laughs> we're, we're gonna open it up to doing the, uh, to doing some questions in here. So without further ado, who's got the first question? Who's gonna take the, take the reins? Mike, I know you got one, bro. I know, come through strong. What other stuff? What are, what? Okay, what? He's got one too. Oh yeah. Oh, perfect. Right here. So your name, by the way, so people can. Nice. Yes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Love it. So, so uh, when you're talking about your portfolio, yeah. Now you were speaking of uh, copywriting yep. portfolio, so you would have to maybe take some of your ideas that weren't established early on and have a design work with designers to come up with like mock-ups of ads, yep. kind of? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's it's super tough when you when you don't have any uh, design background like I do. But unfortunately, like we're past the time where like they people used to say like you can sketch it on a napkin, and if we see the nugget of idea, that's fine. Like we're we're past that, unfortunately, in this day and age. Like it needs to really look real. Yeah. Um, totally. Yeah, and especially because like not that I'm like old enough to say like kids these days, but like all the like <laughs> I almost feel like I'm like getting aged out. Like even like everyone graduating now like can do everything. So like. A lot of these kids are like coming in with portfolios that look amazing. Yeah, um, amazing is almost like the the cost of entry. It used to be like yeah. people like kids because like now you you can learn everything, right. everything, and that's a huge thing that I'm big on. I'm recently learning is like you can learn everything and anything on the internet. The only thing that holds you back is your own excuses. Yeah. That's a hard reality to deal with, and people want to come up for ten thousand bullshit excuses to why that's not true. It's black and yeah. white. You do the like you ship the work, you get better, and like you, you can learn it. But the problem is, is that like these kids, I hilarious. I'm 26 years old. I'm saying kids, but really though, like people that are the this new generation that's coming up. It's, it's like you know they they were in the womb and they're like, here's an iPad. You know what I mean? Like they they just have it and they and they have had nothing but free time to go on YouTube and like 
Because I think when I was growing up, I'm oh, it's just 26, but like when I was coming up, like we were kind of growing up with the internet, but the internet, the inter internet is at scale and it's come to fruition and is there. And like kids are really good. Like I see 14 yeah, year olds with shit day, on my life. Yeah, for wooden real. Wooden teacup. Yeah, wooden teacup, a little bit of saw, yeah. sawdust. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it, it's all out there and you can do it. And you can use like websites like Squarespace are really great. Um, mm. But yeah, like being great is just like the, the cost of entry, I really feel like. It sucks to say. So like when the kids are like, I have like one project that showed, you know, I worked on this thing in school and, you know, I printed it out and it was my final thing. It's like, great, that's one project. And even if it's awesome, like get in line, you know? So it has to be like better than amazing. It's all semantics, but you know what I'm getting at? Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's got to be a representation of your work. I mean, it doesn't have to be like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of competition out there, but there's also like, you know, like we were talking about, like you can position yourself to, you know, show show something about yourself beyond your work, but you still at least need something that says like, I have ideas, you know? Yeah, for sure. Is that good? Any other questions? No. That's good? Oh, perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, I'm going to make sure that I tag all all the Instagram stuff, so we'll make sure I have that. I, I've seen you on there, so awesome. Uh, thank you guys for coming. Um, who's, that, who's next? Anybody, anybody? Mike, there you go. Mike's friend, I'm looking at you, bro. You're next. I, I raised my hand for him, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Seth, you mentioned that you like, reached out to people on um, kind of LinkedIn, Don't don't fanboy. Yeah, That's so I, I think there's there's two different really, really though really for real. There's two different ways you can go about it. Um, and like I said, especially if, as long as you make it look like you're not really looking for a job, right? Um, so the one way, and I, I think this is kind of how I said it before. Um, I mean, it is straight up saying like I admire your career path, and if you have one one valuable tip that you think has like guided your career, let me know. It's like kind of vague, but I it's it it. It'll catch them by surprise, and it doesn't ask them for too much, you know, because then they might very well be like, "Oh, like let's grab a cup of coffee or send me your book." Um, as far as actually trying to get that cup of coffee and making that connection, I think a really good way to go about that is saying, "Like, I want to learn more about where you work," versus like, you know, like it's. I mean, if you make it seem almost more like you're doing research versus like, I want to work there, because it's like again, you almost make it. Yeah. Or not, not even, yeah, that, or like if you make it almost seem more like you're trying to find out if like that place is good enough for you. Mm -hmm. You know, like, like yeah, like say, I don't know if you want to work at somewhere like, I don't know, is there a company right now you have in mind? Say VaynerMedia, go for the right hook, bro, do it. Sure, Woo! Vayner, so VaynerMedia, like instead of saying like, They're listening. but like in your head, you're like, okay, I want to work at VaynerMedia, but like, do you? Like, do you actually know anything about it? So it's like, you can just go to someone and say, hey, like, you know, I this company seems really cool. Like before I, I make a leap and, and try and apply for somewhere, I'd love to see how you like it and what the culture's like. And then makes it seem more like you're just trying to learn about it versus asking them for something. And then they don't feel that pressure to mm -hmm. like they can tell you like, hey, I hate it, or this is this is what I like about it, this is what I don't. And then you just make it seem more like you're kind of gauging the place and seeing if that's something you're interested in versus saying, hey, I really want to work there. Right, and you know, like Steve Babcock, who's one of your your bosses, like he he mentioned something about that, um, talking about like don't 
don't give that person like a job. You know what I mean? So if it's like, mm -hmm. like if, if you're like, like I want to get a job, like then the, that that requires work on his end, on his team, with, with stuff like that. Like, rather like a better thing. Like for me, for example, like I think I, it, it would be good to just air this out publicly. I was like obsessed with VaynerMedia. I love Gary Vaynerchuk. I still do. But I like, really wanted a job, and I met all these people. And now it's all kind of just normal. And these are just like my friends now, and you just hang out and have a good time. It's way more normal now. But like when I when I started, it was like you know like going going in for the kill. And I think Steve could tell you that. I kind of just like was like I have to work here. Like this is a thing. Like I want to do it. Like but then I had these conversations with people like James Orsini and Claude and, and all that stuff. Like just about their journey. Tell me about your journey. And you know, uh, James talked at length about his time at Saatchi and Saatchi and Interbrand. So rather than just going like, I want to do this, and then they don't respond to your email, I've had these kind of long-form conversations where I learned about you know, his experience, or, or whoever I spoke to, I learned about their experience, where they came from, their honest thoughts about their agency. Most people are very honest in terms of like, talking about an agency, like the real, true feelings about it. Um, but like, just that initial thing of like wanting to make a con a, an ongoing conversation as opposed to like going for the kill. Because going for the kill never works and the long form conversations um, manifest themselves into like this, where we are today. I this still this doesn't happen without the nuance. It's all in the nuance, you know? I still send Christmas cards every year too to too. every person I've ever worked for yep. and people I want to work for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and to that point, like you might actually even find when you when you do meet these people, although you almost feel like it's like a like a little trick, like, oh, I'm just trying to find out about this place. You might actually find out about this place, whatever place it may be, and be like, wait, maybe maybe this isn't my ultimate goal. So it's oh, also just like yeah. a really good way to like learn about when you're trying to figure out the type of place you want to work. So actually ha having it be a genuine like, you know, informational interview or whatever you want to call it. Because if it's good, because if it's good or bad. It's ROI positive for you because you know what to make of it. Right. So I've had a lot of places I got really excited about and they had this sexy website and this sexy packaging and I went there and they were assholes. And I was like, all right, good to know. Like, cross that off of the list. But like you're, you're moving, you're progressing and, and it kind of saves you the time. So it's like you could kind of go in for an interview and then go into a situation you're like, wow, I kind of hate this place. Whereas like had you, had, those, had you gone about it the right way in the first place, like then you could, you could have like found that out beforehand rather than like jumping into a job, which yeah. I don't think is necessarily a problem, but yeah, that's cool. Um, I had one more thing to say on that, I don't know what it was. But, uh, oh, and just to show that, that, that it works, the moment that I doubled down on like, and however it goes, it's fine, because it's been an amazing experience and will continue to be. But like, I had that like with Vayner and I had that thing like that, uh, that initial thing, but like I then did the right thing and befriended Seth and Jess and all these people, like, that, that now like I'm going in for like interviews for that stuff. So it works out, but it doesn't work out when you're just like, I need this thing now. Like you just throw it all out there. Like nobody gives a shit until you give them a reason to give a shit. So find your way to make them care and, yeah. and just do that. And it's gotta be real. Cause if it's not real, they know. Yeah, we all learn. I mean, yeah. we all send you can tell flowers. when someone's trying we to get something over on you. We all send flowers to CEOs and are a little yeah, weird yeah, yeah. sometimes. Like, you gotta break through the noise. We're all gonna make mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, get a little weird. Get a little creepy. All of it, I'm I've been such cool. a creep. Cool. Does that help, though? Does that help? That was amazing. Cool. <laughs> Word. Cool. I just, I'm, I'm living it. You know what I mean? Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Introduce yourself. State your name. I state your name. Your spirit animal. Height. Just kidding. I have a question because I'm 
Okay. Oh yeah. That's you, a great. You never will. It's a great question, <laughs> and and honestly, that's something I'm trying to learn myself. Like I, um, you know, I've I've been an agency hopper quite a bit because sometimes like, and I mean, I, you've got an even different story because it's in house, but I think you run into that on agencies too because sometimes you know you're put on one specific team. And they're very, they've got like very strict resourcing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually one of the things I like about Vayner a lot. It's like while you are on a certain team, like it's less strict about like I can reach out to different people and be like, what are you working on? Do you need help? And I get to touch a bunch of brands so it avoids that boredom. But mm-hmm. one of the reasons I've like agency hopped for <laughs> so many times is because is I've gotten bored. I actually like said that in my interview at Vayner. I was like, I'm tired of hitting and quitting. I'm looking for a long term <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, transparency. That's another thing. With, with what I just said before, and transparency. So yeah. being forthcoming, just being like, I'm tired of hitting quitting. Like, on paper, that's not a smart thing to say, but it yeah, might... Yeah, it's not but a smart it, thing to say. Word it differently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't, like, quote her on that. But yeah. but the transparency yeah. mixed with the humility, yeah, like, that just opens up everything, I feel like. You yeah. Know? But be honest, because, like, they want to hear it, too. And that's how you can kind of zig when everybody zags, you know? Yeah. Yeah, honesty really, really does help. Cool, very cool. Unless you've got nothing good to say, then just lie. Thank you so much. Thank you. I got you another mimosa. Oh, nice. Perfect. Uh, all right, so uh, Joey, by the way, is totally sorry. I also take another beer whenever you get a chance. I love you, bud. <laughs> give it up for Joey behind the bar, guys. If, you, if your drinks are empty, give him, give him your money. Give him your money. All right, word. Uh, the Pilsner. The Pilsner is fantastic here, by the way. I'm a big fan. Word. It's, it's, keep, it's keeping me out of trouble thus far, so it's good. Uh, any other questions in the room? And then we're going to... Oh, Kayla, beautiful. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Very rude, sorry. Uh huh. So that's that's a tough one. I mean, to even get in the door, you're gonna need to show them something. So that's really where like having a website is pretty much a mandatory at this point. Having a folder of work, I mean. That's, it's old school, but if you wanted to bring one in, like no one's gonna say like, no one's gonna not like to have something in their hands. Generally, um, every interview I've been in, we pull it up on, on the laptop or, or an iPad. Um, so really at, at this point, that's sort of standard. But don't let the standard define how you're gonna do it. If you have a vision in mind and you're like, I have this folder that's definitely not a teacup shape because don't do that. But like if you have like some other way you wanna present it, like go for it, but you are gonna need that website to get in the door. Yeah, and, and you can do that on, sorry. Oh, yeah, Squarespace. Or yeah, yeah, Squarespace.com, I recommend. Some people like Wix. I wouldn't venture too far out of that. You don't need to, like, code your own website. Yeah. But it's really easy. But, again, just from a place of unconditional love, you're my cousin, I love you, and I, I, I want this to be, like, real. Like, I want you to leave here, like, knowing this kind of stuff. Like, it's that same thing. Like, yeah. like you know what I mean? Like, people are like, oh, like, where do I, where do I make a website? Like, if only you had a cousin you know that I mean? was good like, at design that yeah, could just yeah, make yeah. all your stuff for you. I know, I know, I know. If only I could, I'll help you out. No, I, but I, I will help you. But but really, though, it's, th- this... He has to now. The, I know, the whole it's world in the public record. That he's going to do all record. your design. But yeah. it, is, <laughs> it is of the utmost importance that you realize that it's like, if you want to make the website, like, 
don't not become a copywriter because like you're afraid to make a website. Like Google it. You know what I mean? Like, like and I'm not, I don't mean that to be, to be rude, but like everything in today's day and age is at your fingertips. Right. And anything that you're gonna tell yourself as to why you can't do it is an excuse because you could just Google it. Or become an RA and get your pothead residents to do it. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you can if smoke you your pot, you like but make my Google, posters, like damn it. They have to be on time or I'm reporting you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We had a pothead RA, Dustin and I. Nice. He was he was uh yeah. Oh oh yeah. Her RA was crazy. I was the we best should sell RA. RA stories right now. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, I could do that forever. That's cool. the best. Forget copywriting. Being an RA is the best job I've ever had. Yeah, yeah. Hands down. Word. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. I think in, in this room we're good, right? Everyone's good back there. You guys are good. Awesome. All I see is Seth's like silhouette back there, but it's cool. Uh, all right. Let's open it up to people on Instagram. And if you're on Instagram, submit your questions. We're going to read them out loud. Cool. Yes. Well, in my experience, when I worked somewhere for 11 years and uh, transition, no, I, I think um, that's a really, really great question, and I, I hope um, I can I can help in in the, the probably the limited knowledge I have on that. But I think what you have going for you is that you have such an expertise and like shown loyalty, yeah. which is really amazing and a huge differentiator. Um, to that point, kind of what we were talking about, like when you if you do want to transition into branding or marketing you do have to create the kind of work you want to make. So I think that that does come from creating those, those spec, that spec work. Um, I think because you have such like an interesting background, there's, there's really cool ways you can make your website to really encompass like all that you are. Like it doesn't just have to be this website full of like your spec work. You can, you can separate it like things I've done, things I want to do. Um, you know, I think there, you can be, you're obviously a really creative person, so you can be creative with the way you present yourself. You know, like, 11 years down, like a lifetime to go. I don't know. That's a bad line. Right, but right, yeah. uh, get a get a different copywriter to help you with that. Right. But, uh, but like, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> but I maybe think, make like a website that's like a timeline of, of like what you did there or something like. Yeah, something I mean, I think uh, yeah, your background sounds so interesting and over my head, um, and it's so intriguing that I, I don't think anyone would want to like turn their turn their head toward it. So I think like using that as your advantage, but also making sure you take the time that if you want to transition into something. Mm showing that you like whether I don't know I mean from the question whether it's like you want to be a copywriter or an art director or just transition to marketing in general but you know whether it's creating a portfolio or doing something similar like we did for Seth when we did like an audit of the social media of the company he wanted to work for so again it's whatever job you want to do do the job and show them that you can do the job. Yeah. What's article 21? Oh, oh! I thought I thought you like you wrote a book and it was like on page forty-seven on article forty-one. Okay, cool. Um, no doubt. Oh, great! I, I think Shout it's a really, really good question, and probably the biggest um, thing standing in the way between me and my goals is my is myself. I think like, and I think it's very very common in this industry to be really really hard on yourself and and use the word should a lot. I think like especially like at this at this point in my life I'm, I'm 27 and I'm finally at an age where like I'm not on the same playing field as everyone else right like from high school on you have your next four years like planned out for you right like you always know what, what's next and you always like I always feel like I've been at the exact like the bet not better than everyone else, but like succeeding exactly where I should be at this age at this time and, and now at this age like 
everyone's in a different spot. And I think it's so much easier to compare yourself to what other people have done by 27 or like, am I going to be on a 30 under 30 list? Like right. this and that. And I, and young I think young guns like, or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, yeah. And there's so whatever much. Whatever it is for advertising. What is, what is it for there's advertising? Young guns. Young, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There's, there's a ton of them. Um, yeah. I mean, we're such an egocentric industry. There <laughs> needs to be a ton of ways we for us to. We love ourselves. Like, yeah. yeah and, that's, and that's true. Like I have like a really kind of big ego to feed and I, and I think that that's kind of my biggest demise is because I, I put so much, you know, I, I want all these things for my in a selfish way and I put a lot of pressure on myself and I think I should be in a certain place. So I think not comparing yourself to other people is the best way to like be successful and, and happy while you're doing it. So that was probably a long-winded answer, but what's keeping me from achieving my goals is not really understanding what my goals are. I think picking goals that, that are to feed my ego versus like actually feed my happiness. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Claude Silver taught me this. It's a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Comparison is a thief of joy. Once again, comparison is a thief of joy. Next question. From Paul, what is your design? Ooh. Well, when you open up Microsoft Word, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, I honestly cannot answer that question very well. Um, so I'm going to uh, turn it over to Rob here. Right, awesome. what, what makes good design? Because I, I need to learn that, you know, I'm trying to better myself, too, as a well-rounded creative um, and not vomit every time I open Photoshop. So. Yeah, cool. Uh, it's all subjective. It's all subjective. But I think the great design is something that's functional. It works. It makes the experience better for somebody and not just for designers. So there's an expression that they use, like, in comedy called, like, uh, you're like playing for the back of the room. Mm -hmm. So you're trying to like, you know, like the whole audience doesn't like you, but the comics think that you're cool kind of thing. And designers love that shit. Oh, they love yeah. like, oh, this is like a, an ode, an homage to Muscle Moving Yelly. Uh, I mean, that's a I'm whole not, advertising thing. A lot of us do right. just for, we're in our own heads. Right, you know? and I'm not like digging, uh, that, that's just like a name, uh, a name that came to mind. And I'm not digging on, on that kind of stuff and I get it. And like, you know, you should continue to preserve, like, preserve the, like these, these ideas and stuff and put them in there. But like, if it doesn't serve a purpose, don't do it. I think that great design creates utility and it serves a purpose and it makes the world a better place. Like this is super random and like I don't want to go down too far, but like it's a, it's beautiful here. You feel good. You feel at home here. It's like right. Like yeah. this this hotel is great design. It feels right. It fits like it should. It's dope. Soundview Greenport. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> but are you gonna leave? But are you gonna leave? Are you, I don't know why I'm talking to you. Like you said this question, but like. Are you are you gonna are you gonna leave here and say you know the the, the print ephemera they had was fantastic? No, you're gonna leave here and you're gonna think about the, the experience at large. That is great design great when Jessica all was. this comes together. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Perfect. We're out of, and we're all coming up on lunch. So Jessica, right. thank you so much. Huge round of applause for Jessica. This shit is out of here. You got the heat, I was not aware. Me and BB out in Rotterdam. Got a new man, damn, now I see him. He on the floor on my Coliseum. I hope the guy he don't sign a prenup. See my ex on the street like I never seen him. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Do this. You see me dancing like I'm Elvis. Just tell your man that it's all in the pelvis. Watch me, watch me, watch me. Do this. Since 2012, I've been the coolest. If you do not get it, my nigga, you foolish. Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you subscribe on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace. If you want the rain, we coming down.